Welcome to the Kingstonist Podcast, a daily look at news, sports, and all things Kingston. Brought to you by Taylor Audubon. Right now at the Taylor Auto Mall, we have the sweetest offers on the hottest selling models with 0% financing on over 30 of the fastest selling trucks in Ontario, like the Chevy Trail Boss and the Sierra AT4. Or you can lease a premium Buick Encore for only $118 bi-weekly. That's like $59 a week. And we have the all-new Cadillac Luxury XT4 in stock, starting at $37.9. $37.9 people, for real. We have the right stuff right now at the Taylor Auto Mall on the corner of Princess and Centennial. Welcome to 15 Minutes With, uh, brought to you by the Taylor Auto Mall, and uh, really thrilled to have my uh, my next guest on here, my uh, former colleague and uh, on-air mentor, actually, uh, Shadow Davis, uh, who uh, wow. from the Shadow and Taz show, and uh, we we recently spoke with uh, Scott Tucker, who who uh, predated uh, Shadow at, at K Rock, was there for about ten months, and then. K Rock, when K Rock, uh, when Scott Tucker left, K Rock hired two people. Uh, they they really took it up to the next level. One was John Moran. He I think he came in before you, didn't he, Shadow? Um, uh, no, Jim, no, or after the evening guy. Evening guy. He, he, John John was evenings, and I think the evening guy when I got there was Ian Mark. That's right. He's gone on to some great success too. Has he ever? Programmer in Toronto. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And then they brought in Shadow Davis, and that really upped the game. That's when we started playing with the big boys and. Shadow had been in uh, Winnipeg, had been in Calgary, had been all over. Like he was, a, you you were a well known radio guy. And uh, anyway, before we start, welcome to Fifteen Minutes with Buddy. Good to have you. Good to be back on the air with you. Happy to be here, Coachy. People still calling you Coachy, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't I'll never get rid of that. Thank you, Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you'll always be the coach. I'm sorry, man. Call you Timmer, but you're gonna be the coach always. Well, so I remember. I remember. I think it was the first day that you uh, arrived in Kingston. Uh, we closed the station down to welcome you to Kingston. We all went bowling, and then I think we all yes. went out for dinner and uh, uh, got home very late. But. Uh, Tell us yeah. what uh, tell us what really attracted you to come to Kingston. Um, I know it was a job, but uh, you know you had been in big markets. So why why a smaller uh, opportunity like like the one you had, were given in Kingston? Well, I, I had uh, a choice at that point. I, I was unemployed and living in Calgary, and I received an offer to go uh, work at another radio station in Calgary. And I I I for some reason I didn't seem to click with the manager. And then John Wright called me up, uh, and he was on the phone. He was on a conference-style call, a hands-free call. He had G in there. Glenn Williams was in uh, John's old office there, and they were talking to me. And I didn't even know G was on the on the call until he piped in about five minutes later. Yeah, and, man. Uh, I, I, I had, yeah, man. Yeah. And I had to say, who's that? Because <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and uh, then he explained, oh, okay. I, so now I get G is Glenn Williams. And so we had a really good conversation. It was about an hour uh, on the phone with those guys. And then John uh, wrapped it up and he said, I'll call you back in about a, a few days. And so he called me back in a few days and he said, we want you to come out here. And so that was February of 2002. And Team Canada was just on the verge of winning the Olympic gold medal, the, the hockey team. And I came out right in the middle of that. And there was such a huge party going on in Kingston. Uh, and all, the only question that I could ask people is how come 
more people don't live here. Like, <laughs> that's what I thought, like, because I've never been to Kingston before, and I was a little worried um, that it would take me some time to get to know the place and maybe to fit in. And, and uh, I just got such a positive vibe that first trip that I went. Taz was there uh, at that party. It was at that old sports bar yep. uh, right across from the Grizzly Grill Yep, uh, in the hub there. I forget what it is. What, what it was well, called. it was sta- sure I think it was stages. Different. I think we had a party in there and it was one of the first nights I, I'm, I'm, and I may be getting this wrong, but I think it was one of the first nights that the province was smoke free. Maybe yeah. I, I didn't, it didn't even matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just, we were just having a Nancy uh, Slater was, was yep. there. Uh, G was there. Uh, Vince, Vince Penny, Lynch. the uh, producer. Yeah. Uh, God, who else would have been? Well, John was there for a while. John took off after a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was like a kind of a group party. It was a go- it was a gustos. Sorry, I remember gustos. exactly where I was. Yes, yeah, it's not right. there anymore. And, and we, we, yeah, we we went all over the place that night. That uh, that very first night that I got there, and then I went back and crashed at the Holiday Inn. And uh, I think I was I, I left on the either the next day or the day after. I thought, wow, what a what a cool place. Like what a really cool place in the station itself. Like they took me through a, through the radio station, just a quick tour. It wasn't much. And, uh, I just got a really positive vibe. And so we got down to negotiations and uh, I think about a month later I showed up and stayed at the first Canada Inn for a while, uh, on division by the 401. And then, uh, yeah, we got going and, and Taz and I clicked immediately. And Tony, Tony Orr. Wow. I mean, still there and, and uh, a legend. Oh, so, you know, I, I got there and I thought, how come we're not using him? Like this guy is a a walking, talking cartoon with a great voice. (laughs) And he's got such a storied history in this city. We got to use him for stuff. So we created the, uh, uh, Tony or sing along. Tony or unplugged. Unplug, yeah. So yeah. he sang a song, and people had to guess what song he was singing. And I, I think that was a daily thing. And then we brought you in for a, a daily comment, a sports comment, every morning at eight forty. And you know, it's, it's a, it was to me, it was a matter of wow, we have all these talented people in this building, and nobody's been taking advantage of that. So let's let's start bringing these people on the show because they've got a lot to say. And I, you know, I thought that my role on that. Uh, on that show was kind of uh, just as a traffic cop uh, trying to keep everybody, you know, get everybody their, their fair shake on the air and make sure that the show kind of flowed along. And I got to tell you, coach, some of the stuff that, that came out of that radio show um, in, in the five and a half years that I was there is the best radio that I have ever done in my 30s seven year career. Well, and that show um, re- really evolved because when you, when you came here, you and Taz were still doing f- funny bits. Uh, yeah. and, and we were still trying to get noticed. And, and I think the one thing that really put us on the map, uh, was the, uh, Silkini people approached, uh, Taylor's who approached us right. and you and Taz, yeah. uh, spent uh, a weekend underwater. Well, I don't know. Was that the first one? That was the first one. And the yeah. second one, it was just you, and you were buried alive in ice. Right. 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 I, why didn't Taz... 
Jazz with me on that one. He well, was still I, there at that. Yeah, time. I think he because he? I think because he was still. I I think I think uh, Taz has. I think it was it was a claustrophobia issue basically. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I did that. I did one of those uh, Silkini stunts in in Calgary. It was the buried alive one. Yeah. No, it was cement. It was cement. That's right. And then we did, yeah, right. Then we did the aquarium and then we did the ice. And then finally the, uh, the buried alive, the last one. But you know what I remember most about the tank of terror was being in the water for 48 hours and those guys saying, yeah, it's absolutely filtered. The water's filtered. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. You know, anybody that walked past that tank after six hours saw the water was a little cloudy. cloudy. Well, I was, I would, I went in for about an hour with you guys and I thought, oh my, how are you, yeah. you going to do this? <laughs> and and it was, it was disgusting. really, it was weirdly warm and cloudy. Enough <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> said. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think we raised, what was it, 30000 yep. 40000 for uh, for kids' cancer. And I thought that was so cool. But the best thing about that, Kochi, we came out of that tank. And I think, was it the next night across the causeway? Yeah, I believe so, yes. So um, one of the greatest thrills of my radio career. And how many people were at that show? Oh. I, I've, I've heard anything between 13,000 and 20,000. I can't remember, yeah. but it just looked like a sea of people. And it was a Sunday night. And I remember um, it, was our, it was our turn to go on stage and introduce a band or just go on stage and say hello, whatever. The, I, I can't remember, to be honest, what we were doing up there. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but what I remember was uh, Dan Aykroyd, as the host of this big event, introducing us on stage. And the ovation that we got, I was dumbfounded by that. I mean, we walked out there with that microphone, Taz and I, and we just, we had our hands in the air and it was just, hey, how you doing? And the people were just so warm and friendly and loud. It was an incredible ovation. And I was just blown away by that. Like, what did we do? <laughs> That's all I could think of. Is what, what what did we do? Like, for you guys to, to dig us so much. And so for me, that was a, I don't know, God, I don't, I don't know how long that was up there, but it was just like you want to fall to your knees, you know, and just go, thank you uh, for for all that. And I think at that moment, I became even more attached to the community. And that's another thing about Kingston that still blows me away. Is, well, what a community, you know, like you go out and you do the, the, the Christmas walk or the Santa Claus parade or whatever other event, you know, from, from a golf tournament to uh just a, a steak eating contest at a at a steak place and, and people come out and you shake hands and you get to know them and the local business owners are amazing in that regard too they take you in and they make you a part of that community and it's it's you feel bad if you don't give back in some way um and that's how you become a part of it and i'll, I'll be honest with you going back to the the first day i arrived to actually become uh, an official Kingstonian, I thought, wow, you made a huge mistake. Because <laughs> <laughs> I drove into town, seriously, I, it was a dark, cloudy, gloomy day, and the, the place didn't have the vibe that it had the first time I'd seen it, because, of course, it was the middle of the day. There was no great big gold medal tournament going on, and it was just a, a normal, regular day. And I thought, okay, you'll be here for six months, and then you'll... That's what I thought. And I stayed for five and a half years to get it bit me and I just made such good friends with so many people 
And uh, I love it. Like I call it my second home. Still. Well, I think going back to the Buried on Ice, and I'm recalling, I think Taz didn't go in there with you because I may have been the same summer. It was a bit of a trade-off because he he kayaked across Lake Ontario with Vicky Keith. And I think, wasn't that not the trade-off? No, I did that too. Oh, did you? Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did that too. And I remember doing that because I had a uh, a kidney stone. Maybe Taz did the first one, and I did the second okay, one. Okay, maybe yes. From from the states, from Alexandria in New York to yeah. Kingston. I remember doing that uh, for forty eight hours in a boat, and then you take turns on the kayak. Yeah, and yeah. I remember <laughs> having to go on this thing, and I had a kidney stone, oh. and I remember I I got rid of it in, into Lake Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's enough. <laughs> With a loud scream, you don't want to hear anymore. I can tell you that whole story. <laughs> Uh, I didn't have you on here for kidney stone stories, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so much happened in that such, in such a small window of time. You know, like I was just—I I was telling Coach and talking to your audience now, bud, because uh, Timber and I had a really special relationship too. Um, I got you and I got known for having famous arguments, absolutely, uh, regarding sports, especially yep. during the uh, the strike back in 2000 and the NHL strike, yes. or as you'd say, the lockout. The lockout, yes. <laughs> and There's another one coming, by the way, buddy. There'll be another one. Right? Yeah, trust me. Uh, so, so Coach and I were having this argument, discussion, whatever it was, and we were standing, everybody stood, you know, at the old Memorial Arena. Yeah. Uh, some people sat in the last row and there was a guy with his kid sitting in front of us and we never noticed it. We were having this discussion. Guy turns around and he says, geez, I feel like I'm listening to the freaking radio. Here. Like, <laughs> I remember that. Yes. It was just like that. <laughs> Except I think we were, we were, uh, the language we were using might've been more suited to a podcast than uh, FM radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was some serious colorful metaphors in that one. But it wasn't like we ever like. That's another thing, you know. Like there, there were times where where you and I got heated about certain things. But I, what I but, knew but it was was, was never at each other. It was just at the no, the, the subject matter. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just we're we're making our points, right? And I, I always thought, man, this makes great radio. Oh, like yeah. honest to God, you know, both guys on on either side passionate about about the topic that's going on, and and that's one of the one of the things about that show. You know, we were. We just did things that nobody else did. And to Glenn's credit, G's credit, he never got in, in the way of yeah. any of that. No, as, he let us go. Program director. Yeah. I think yeah. the rule was just don't make fun of one another, you know, that, uh, or uh, not, not, not of one another, because we did a lot of that. Don't make fun of anybody else outside the station. But I, and actually, as a broadcaster, I mean, I've, you gave me my opportunity, and I'm going to pat you on the back here for two things. One, you gave me an opportunity to do the coach, and that turned into a 15 plus year thing that I did on stations across the country. And, uh, yeah. It uh, helped put Will and Reed through school. Thank you, Shadow. And the one, the, the, the one hard lesson, I remember showing up one day and uh, I had some notes scribbled down on a piece of paper and it was a really horrible bit. And the microphone went off and you took me out of the hallway and you ripped me a new one. And you said, don't you ever come in here again ill-prepared. And uh, it, it was a bit of, it was a really one-sided. It was one time we had an argument that was, wasn't even an argument. It was one very one-sided discussion. And I took it to heart. And, uh, I, I, from that day forward, it's always, always, always been about prep and, and that was a tough lesson, but a well, a lesson well taken. And I, uh, I, I'm eternally grateful for that. Well, I'm sorry for coming off as such a hard ass. No, that, um, that hey, makes, made us all better. Well, you know what? It's one of those things that 
um, I hold myself to a level that I expect everybody else to at least try to get to. Not to, exactly. You know, everybody, everybody's got to get to their, their level of excellence, right? Well, just live and up to your I, potential, I think, is always what you were saying. You've got this sure. potential, so always be aiming for it. Hey, go, go beyond your potential. You, you yep. had and still have. You, you, you've got an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I've always admired that about you and all the people you know. I mean, you were like the king of Kensington <laughs> in the streets of Kingston. Well. And, and uh, I thought, man, like, there's no way to lose having this guy on the show. And then I recognized also that you, you had the ability to present an argument, which was fantastic for the, for the show. And that's all I ever really thought about, you know, it was like, how do we make this show even better? Well, and how then, do we get this show to them? And then you made it evolved, evolve. And, and it became, as you uh, put the label on it, I, this was after the Taz days, it became the, 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 the morning show of the people. And we took up right. uh, subject matter that really mattered to the community. And the one that obviously comes to mind was the debate over the LVEC, which became the K-Rock right. Center, now the Leon Center. And that was right. a very uh, contentious uh, subject uh, before they got the go-ahead to build the place. And then even when they started, there was talk about uh, not finishing the project. Well, they had uh, elected a new city council, I yep. think, right after they, they uh, started to break ground on the place. And so they had the pillars in place and the, they were building the base of uh, of the new arena. And then Vicki Schmolka came in and her band of morons. I'm sorry to use that <laughs> word. And I'm, I'm, and if they're still, if they're listening, I apologize, but I just could not understand how you'd want to, plus there was something like a $70 million penalty, you know, that was going to be imposed by the construction company for abandoning the project. And I thought, you know, if you're going to spend, what was it? A hundred and Twenty-five hundred million dollars. Yeah, it was to make the place. Well, no, no it was it was less than that. But 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 yeah, maybe I don't know. I I, I don't have the figure in front. Can't of Can't remember. Yeah. Right? But it, was just, it seemed to me that you know you're going to spend over half of that money for nothing but a bunch of pillars in the yeah. ground. And knowing the way that Kingston operates, in some cases, those pillars probably still would have been there today if they hadn't gone ahead with that project. So I'm so happy they did. Well, and it's and been a huge success. Days, well, that's what I understand. And, and Justin Chenier, you know, I talked to him uh, recently as well, and, and he's real big in with the Frontenacs too. I think he's the uh, he's their businessman. He's a, basically, he's their uh, the, the, he runs the business side of, of the of the of the franchise. Yeah, and and so he said, "Wow, you know, like this, this place is really taken off." And and people give me a lot of kudos for that, but I have to uh, look at John Wright. You know, I mean. He could have, <laughs> because I think I pissed a lot of people off with that little campaign. Uh, there was a lot of business types who were probably against it. Oh, I, and I, you know, I, I really don't think so. I think the business, certainly downtown business people were for it. I think that there was, there was a silent majority that was for it. I think there was a, there was a, a, a very loud uh, handful of people that were against it that, uh, you know, have, have, have been proven to be, you know, after a decade plus, uh, it, it, it's been a slam dunk. It's it, they they were wrong, and you know, with respect. And I hear it's been expanded too, like from the original seating. Uh, not Am really. I, wrong? I don't think so. No, no. I thought there was like another thousand seats. No, but no. either way, I either, think, no, no. no. Uh, John let me go on that one, and as you point out, Kochi, that was a really contentious issue in the city. And uh, when you take a side on an issue that large, you're really hanging it out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and, and, you know, he recognized that. I think John recognized the benefit in that for us. And he just let me go on that. And I, I wrote a lot of newspaper columns on that one, too, in the week. Uh, back then, I think I was in there every Saturday, right? I, you can still find one online if you look up Shadow Davis, Kingston, Elvec. I think it comes up yeah. as one. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen that one in a few years, but uh, I was surprised to see it still come up. So that was really a fun time, but I also felt very strongly that something like that needed to be done, especially... You know, going to a rest. We went to a. <laughs> we, we, went, we went to a. Derek Taylor and I, and his kids went to a wrestling. Like WWE came to town. It was in July, and they had it at the old Memorial uh, Arena. And we went, and God damn, it was so hot in there, and it's packed, and there was three thousand people. I thought there was going to be like emergency vehicles outside. <laughs> people dying from heat prostration. Seriously, like I thought that it was going to be that bad. It was so brutal in there. And I thought, where's the ventilation? This place is it's so not up to code. It needs to go. And I think that was my impetus when Harvey Rosen, I think, was the first guy that brought up the idea yes. for LVEC, right? Well, he certainly, as, got, was, as the mayor put it through, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 And, and I, I just, I thought, hey, this is a cool cause to get behind and i'm glad that it's come out so positively for the city that's fantastic Has it ever. That's and cool. and you know and the memorial center is still there uh queen's uh, university uses it. it it there was a big the queen's uh the men's hockey team won the ontario championship for the first time since 1981 on a saturday night in march and the place was full and it was rocking like old times and so it's still that building is still special uh but we needed you're right we needed to move on to a new facility that uh, is is state-of-the-art and you know, uh, just we've had uh, uh, Brian Adams late. Elton John's been here a couple of times. Uh, uh, Neil Young, uh, you know, name a big artist. Uh, Leonard Cohen, uh, you know, um, uh, we've had we've had you know, that, that acts that we never would have had here. Koji, like I, I remember, I remember one of the one of the things about about getting this arena, and I'm so happy that you pointed that out. I remember in uh, 04, 05 going on the air and saying, all right, so we're giving away this trip to go see the Rolling Stones in Toronto. Or we're giving away uh, this trip to go see whoever. Uh, well, it wasn't Black just Rose. Toronto, but it was like Japan and Paris. and. and but no, what, what, what my point was is that anytime we gave away concert tickets, it was always go to Ottawa. Go to somewhere. Toronto That's right. Yeah. Right? Yes. And I remember one day saying, wouldn't it be great? If, if we could give away a pair of tickets to see some big, huge superstar right here in Kingston, yeah. wouldn't that be so cool? And so for you to say, did you ever think in, in ever in a, a million years that Elton John would play in Kingston? No, no not at ever. all. Never, never. He's been here twice. Because you you yeah. and I, you yeah. and I used James to have Taylor. conversations yeah. about, about, uh, you know, who, who played in Kingston before. And I think you, mentioned a couple of really big names well the who played here the who played here in the 60s and uh i think rush was almost the city house band when they first started out and uh, you know there there were some but not at their peak right no never no not even close you know and so when when you can get a like a a huge name like elton john is still a big big name and neil young come on i mean so you get those guys they sell out the 
the uh, the arena, the yep. Leon Center, and and that's a satisfaction thing for me personally yep. to see that. And I've noticed that because I still keep my eye on what goes on in Kingston. But th- but that just um, that really showed just how the show evolved. It, you know, it started off we were doing funny bits, and then with your leadership, it it got into being a, a community driven show, and and it and it made a difference. You know, we weren't just. Uh, uh, you know, having police dogs chase down one of the morning guys and <laughs> try to bite him. Oh, well, <laughs> well, well, that was funny. That was funny. But you know, <laughs> I, I I always maintained that okay, for as much community involvement as we had, we still had to keep the comedy going. Oh, we, and, and so when Taz left, and you know, Taz left, and it was a sad time for us. And uh, for anybody, uh, I'd heard rumors for years following uh, Taz's departure that he and I had a fight. And that he left because he didn't like me or whatever. And, and uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that Taz and I got along famously every single day because that's not the case. Uh, but in families, people fight. Sure. And we, we had uh, some fights and we also had some really great moments and some really tender moments, you know, um, uh, and and. He, him leaving, I, it was a sad time. I remember I was very sad. I, I was very, almost heartbroken. Well, we had, it was a huge hole to fill. It was a huge hole to fill. Well, sure. And so yeah. we went and did that contest, yep. uh, like the survivor thing and brought in Jackie Delaney yep. and Jackie and I have become great friends and we still are great friends. But one thing I always wanted to keep, uh, and then Joanne came later, of course, Joanne Cochran, yep. but. Uh, one thing I really wanted to keep about that show was the the comedy feel, right? So who then could we bring in as a stunt guy? No one person was going to fill in Taz's shoes. Um, so we looked to everybody. And we had, you know, Donnie Diego as a producer. He came in right. and did some great stuff. And, and Big Chris, who later hosted yep. the show with uh, Wendy Boomer. Uh, Chris came in. And do you remember... When he went out in search of the turkey, I do. Yes, I mean he. <laughs> okay, so there's for anybody that doesn't know, there was the okay. Turkey Wait, well, just hold on. Well, hold on one sec, Shadow. We're just going to take a break. Uh, we're up oh, against okay. the clock here a bit uh, with uh, with the uh, with the program that we're on, and I'm just going to. Do just we gonna... have time for the turkey story? Oh yeah, no, because we're we'll start, we'll do we're going to do a second segment here. I'm just going to take a quick break, oh, okay. and we'll be right back. Right now at the Taylor Auto Mall, we have the sweetest offers on the hottest selling models with 0% financing on over 30 of the fastest selling trucks in Ontario, like the Chevy Trail Boss and the Sierra AT4. Or you can lease a premium Buick Encore for only $118 bi-weekly. That's like $59 a week. And we have the all-new Cadillac Luxury XT4 in stock, starting at $37.9. $37.9, people, for real. We have the right stuff right now at the Taylor Auto Mall on the corner of Princess and Centennial. Okay, and welcome back. Um, we were up against the clock with the with the type of uh, software that we use. We we have a bit of a time limit, so we're on a second segment now with Shadow Davis. And you were just about to tell us the Big Chris Turkey story uh, from the from the from the morning show K Rock. We, we got a, uh, a call one morning, Highway 15, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. And then 
you know, any any uh, any morning show host should be looking at opportunities for something on the next day. No matter whether it's right at that moment or that evening or whenever. And so I got in touch with me, Chris. <laughs> at that time, we doing some part-time work for us. And he was also guesting on the morning show occasion. He, he, he also went and did cleaned up dog food. That's right. That's right. That's right. He's, he's, he's about half that. He's about half that size now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very proud of him. Uh, LaSalle. LaSalle Secondary. The one bit I remember, uh, we had Paul Brain, uh, who's uh, gone on to great success, uh, wanted to be our producer. and uh, But the one thing Brain had a, struggled with was getting up in the morning. And remember, he used to sleep in. And, and the day that you were organized and Taz organized, uh, went and woke him up at home live in the air with a guy playing the bagpipes. Oh. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. He is. Yep. <laughs> Done a great job. Well, and. Well, and that was that was the idea of the station at first was to was to be a place for people to develop and uh, use it as a stepping stone to go on to bigger and better things. That was one of John's. I, John had two two philosophies. One, we're going to have this be a launching pad for people, and other the other one was we're, we hire nice people, and that was uh, the one thing he he said when we first started. You know, we'll take a little less talent for being nice. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. There was talent, it was timing, it was a lot of things, it was a perfect storm all came together. 
we had ratings that were were setting records nationally, like that were just unheard of. And John uh, just stressed that we be humble and that if uh, every all the time. And I think I think to the point where he said, if if I catch you there bragging about it, you're not here anymore. You know, it was it was. It, <laughs> We all took it to heart. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, absolutely. Like, and, and really, in that in that station at that time, it was so talented and so just there was such an energy. Like we would celebrate the ratings for a day, go out for dinner, stay out late, and the next day just get back at it and forget about it, and just keep going. Yeah. No. Well, it mattered. It mattered. Well, not really. It mattered. Uh, it matters to, when you, to sell national, nationally, really, when it comes down to it. It's the, it, the, 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 the breweries really care about it and, you know, national, big national accounts. But, you know, on the everyday, you know, no, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. And, it, and the way radio is now, I mean, just the way they collect the data is so antiquated that, uh, you know, it, it's not even accurate anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arnold the Arnold the Arnold from from the Flintstone still delivers the the paperboy from the Flintstone still delivers it. <laughs> yep. Right, right before we went on the air. Well, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't really have it. To me, it's it was just a it, it, it really the, to me it was really the first four or five years where my was was just that that time and 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 a lot of favorites. I, I mean, I'd be on here forever. Uh, it was just the, the the energy in the building and the fact that we were also it was just so such a creative time where we were we were it was not like we we were sort of making it up as we go along, but it was in an educated kind of way. I mean, we we would have creative meetings where. Uh, it'd be, hey, that's a great idea. Or if somebody had a bad idea, nobody said, oh, that's a terrible idea. We just sort of shrug our shoulders and not say anything. And it, it was just how the whole thing evolved. And that whole time, looking back at that time, it, and and I, I, I still believe that radio can be like that again. It's so corporate now that there's, you know, you, everybody's afraid to make a decision. Um, but but uh, I believe it can get back to that. But it was just the fact that uh, John had such faith in us uh, and everybody on the sales side and and on the creative side, he you know he hires G Glenn Williams, who again let you know just let everybody go and and develop their talent. And so it was just watching the whole thing grow was just a just an incredible time, and 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 the fact that it made you know just what we were doing in the community, um, you know some of the things that we did, uh, you know as I said the Silkini stuff, uh, but I remember you know G we I mean, G and I. Uh, did a deal where we uh, with Jeff Garvin down at the Kokomo. We closed down Ontario Street and built a built a uh, a beach volleyball court and had a beach volleyball tournament one day to raise funds for somebody and and uh, you know just stuff like that 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 uh, you know took a lot of time and energy but it was it was well worth it and, and you just don't see that anymore. Well, what about that free lunch oh yeah, well that well that was uh, the. Um, that, that that was more that wasn't just K Rock. K Rock was a sponsor, but that was you know you got to give it to uh, when when the when the that was because of the lockout. That was Michelle Langwan, the downtown Kingston, that really put that together. That we were we went along for the ride on that one. What was it was fun? Oh yeah, <laughs> but 
Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he'd do it to this day. He's now the head coach of the Barry Colts, and uh, he'd still do it today. But no, that the the you know the, the got to make sure the credit for that whole deal. The, that was Doug Gilmore, and Kirk Muller were behind that, and Michelle Langwa and the and the crew at uh, Downtown Kingston. Really, uh, that that was Winterfest, and and uh, you know they made a huge change. And that that, that was uh, that was those were really special times. What's going on? Yeah. You know, an Ackroyd had dropped by. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Princess Street. <laughs> Velvet jacket on, and it was about 100 degrees out. But it was such a great time yeah. we had on the air with him. It was fantastic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's right. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Afterwards, too, they were very cool guys. Yeah. Well, we, the, the next year I did it, and uh, I won't tell you the name of the band, but there was a band one night, and I went up and did it, and they were sort of divas, and you know, you can't say this, can't say that. And the next night I did it, and it was Steppenwolf. And I and I met him before, and I said, uh, you know, what can I say? He said, I don't care what you say. And we sat to he and I sat down, and we were late because he and I were drinking scotch or something. I don't. We were. It was like, the, like hey, and I wanted to become a professional introducer, band introducer by that point. So yeah, it's very cool. But the free yeah, the first time I was just, you know, look at oh, I can't do this. What the hell? I'm not, I'm a sailor. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'd, I'd forgotten about it. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we were like family. And, and you know, the one thing about that station in those days, radio is a very transient, uh, nomadic type of industry where people come and go all the time. But in the first few years of that station, nobody left. Like it was just every, because we were just, it was just such a, it was such a family that uh, we all, uh, we all stuck together. And, and, and that was one of those things you could call somebody up, Hey man, I'm in trouble. Come and come and help me. And people dropped everything and did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> No, no. This is, we, were, we were like we we're like family member. Well, I'll say this about it because we've I've said this on, on a podcast before, but uh, it was like the night we helped Jim Dick when uh, he locked himself at his hotel room at a conference when he thought he was walking into the bathroom with his uh, T-shirt and underwear on, and he actually walked out the front door of his hotel room and locked himself out. So we had to... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. 
but I, I well, no, but and I believe it one day it 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 will come back. So uh, just to, to update our listeners, you're in Winnipeg now. I know you're a hardcore Jets fan, uh, and, and the C, and CFL training camps are underway. Uh, how are the Bombers going to look this year? Well, you know, we lost a few core guys Is he ever? Six, six, five, two fifty with a wingspan of something like twenty feet. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we also got uh, Chris Matthews. Yes. I really, but yeah, I do. But I still think it's going to come down to uh, Winnipeg and Calgary, and I think Edmonton will will uh, make a bit of noise this year as well. But but t- yeah, but but and it is a you're right, and it is a quarterback driven league. But uh, they got the they got Harris from Ottawa, so he's he's pretty good too. But uh, tell me something about that. The stadium looks beautiful on television. Is it is it a great fan experience? Well, I, as I used to say on your show, NFL preseason, I wouldn't watch it if they played it in my backyard. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I do believe that. And and if and hey, if if you're having trouble sleeping, uh, uh, PVR it because you can watch that and you'll sleep forever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's good because it means it's an event, and that's what they've done a great job like that in Ottawa. It's no longer where they just open up the gates and there's a game. It's it's a real event. So in the CFL, which you and I are both passionate fans of, it's come a long way in the last decade. So yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think the product on the field has it ever. It is. Good, good. Well, Shadow Davis, my old friend. It's uh, we got to wrap this up, uh, <laughs> but we'll 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 do we'll do another one. And it's uh, brother. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun being back on the air with you. 
and we'll we'll do it again. And uh, uh, and and uh, you got to check out uh, Shadows. Uh, Shadow, tell us about your pod, your podcast. Sorry, I, should, I can't leave without uh, you plugging, giving yourself a plug here. Yep. And it is, it is a beautiful pie. It is very funny. It's great stuff. It's good stuff. Well, you're welcome, Shadow. Uh, all the best, buddy. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you down the road.